I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about what is codependency? You know, it's interesting. We haven't really talked about this subject no. much. No, we haven't. Um, and sure, it's come up little things here and there, but we thought it would be good to do an entire video on it. So today we're going to look at what codependency is and how it's related to breakups and your situation. Right. Uh, and it's a term that most of us have heard. Um, and it's a term that gets tossed around very frequently in the mental health community. Actually, the term and the concept comes from the substance abuse treatment field. And that's slightly different from the mental health field, but only slightly. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been an extremely useful term and concept. And it was coined, they say, in 1986 by a woman named Melody Beatty. B sure. B-E-A-T-I-E. -E. Melody mm -hmm. Beatty. Is that familiar to yes. you? Yeah. I think I have one of her books. I think you probably do. Because certainly in, in How to Be a Therapist School, it was touched upon. But I never thought that I truly understood it until I worked briefly in the substance abuse community. Okay, and the bottom line is codependency is about people staying with people who do not treat them well. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much evidence there is or how much stuff they go through, they're still devoted to this person, want to fix this person, and stay in the relationship. Okay, so I'll give you a few of the definitions. Melanie Beatty's definition is, a codependent person is one who has let another person's behavior affect him or her, and who is obsessed with controlling that person's behavior. Mm -hmm. And where it came from was when you had um, a badly drinking alcoholic guy mm -hmm. and a selfless wife who stayed by him no matter how outrageous his behavior really was. Okay, and that's how it began. Um, and to this day, in a lot of AA groups, and that's a whole other world out there, of AA and NA, which provide wonderful services to people. Uh, but now, concurrently with AA groups, oftentimes there is a codependency group where people meet with other people in the same kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And it really involves losing your sense of self to another person whom you obsessively care for. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a very simple example. I once had a client, and I don't really remember her boyfriend's name, let's call him Richard. And I had a, a women's group that she would come to, and I would say to her, how are you? Richard's fine. No, I didn't ask how Richard was. I asked how you are. Yeah. Okay? And that, that is how extreme it can get. How are you? Richard is fine. It almost no. seems un impossible that somebody would really do that. I can, I can vouch for you. Um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like like you have no sense of self at all. Um, but you know, you are a real person. Um, and I'll go on with some more definitions of it. An emotional, psychological, and behavioral condition that develops as a result of an individual's prolonged exposure to and practice of a set of oppressive rules. Rules which prevent the open expression of feeling as well as the direct discussion of personal as well as interpersonal problems. So you're most likely to become subjected to this kind of thing if you have no concept at all that you can talk about emotions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, here are some more definitions. Always being attracted to alcoholics, drug addicts, or other similarly needy and emotionally unavailable people. So that's pretty crummy, and I can think of a lady whose father was alcoholic, and I only saw her for a brief time, and within that time she had been with four other alcoholics. So, you know, Freud would say, and the rest of us would say, she's still trying to save her father somehow or other, mm -hmm. but she wasn't able to save anybody, okay? But at, in the brief time I'd known her, she, she'd been with several men who were just like that, and she would try desperately to fix them, no matter how badly they treated her, okay? Um, feeling as if they must be in a relationship with someone, anyone, for their lives to be worthwhile. So this is a giant abandonment fear, is what this is. And I think it's really a variation on anxious attachment disorder. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the, the over-category, and this would be a piece of it. Yeah. Okay? Uh, try and con to control others' behaviors, especially loved ones. You have to do it this way, you have to do it that way, you can't do it that way, you might get caught. Um, let me help you do all of the unsavory things you want to do. I just don't want you to be caught because then you'd be taken away from me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, feeling as if they are incapable of ending a relationship that they know is not good for them or that they are unhappy in. Okay. Now you ask yourself, why would somebody feel that way, that they can't end a relationship, um, that they're unhappy in? And the answer is because they have little to no sense of self. Yeah. Okay, it's losing oneself almost totally. Um, trying to please everyone else and never taking time for themselves. Or even forgetting that they need to take care of themselves. And if you say to someone who's in this kind of a situation, what do you do to take care of yourself? They look at you like you arrived from Mars. Mm -hmm. Take care of myself? What kind of an idea is that? Because yeah. um, they were often brought up to... To, to believe that if you think about yourself at all, you're selfish. Yeah. And you're supposed to pour yourself out for everybody around you. Many people experience these situations at one time or another, but for those who find it to be recurring, a recurring painful theme in their lives, recovery can be a very healthy and rewarding way of letting go of old behaviors. Okay. Um, there are codependent anonymous meetings in most areas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if, you, if you're interested in looking for um, any such group, you can call your local mental health clinic or you can call Alcoholics Anonymous and they can almost, tell, almost always tell you where there are groups that are not expensive. And group is probably the best kind of treatment for this kind of situation because you get to see other real life people in the same situation with the same dilemmas that you have. 
okay? And it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And we don't want you beating yourself up thinking it's your fault. Um, all right. Um, the substance abuse folks also do what they call inner child work, which is a little different from how mental health does it, but I'm just fine with it, and I think it works just fine. Discovery of the Child Within is defined by Melanie Beatty in the glossary of her book, um, The Codependence Guide to the Twelve Step Programs, as the popular recovery concept that refers to the fact that regardless of our age, we each have a young child within us with all the feelings, fears, complexities, simplicities, and needs that we had when we were that age. We may be 40 years old, brave, successful, and competent, but inside there's a frightened four-year-old who needs a hug and some comforting words. Yeah. Okay? Inner child work. There are many therapists who do inner child work, and I think it works just fine. Many of us ignore the child within. That does not work. This child will start acting out and defeating us until we listen. Gradually, we learn how to recognize, listen to, and nurture this part of ourselves. And to discover your inner child, people suggest that you um, think about maybe the age where you had the hardest time growing up. And if you ask inside if there's anybody there, believe it or not, you will get an answer. Mm -hmm. The other thing to do, which can be almost spooky, is sit down with a coloring book and some crayons and ask if there's an inner child, and you'll quickly get an answer. Okay? Um, so that, that is a means of dealing with the trauma that is usually behind this. All right? How does therapy work, and how do I find a good therapist? Therapy offers people an opportunity to identify the factors that may contribute to their codependent behavior and how to deal effectively with the psychological, behavioral, interpersonal, and situational causes. Skilled therapists can work with codependent individuals too. Pinpoint life problems that contribute to their codependent behavior mm -hmm. and help them to understand which aspects of those problems they may be able to solve or improve. Yeah. A trained therapist can help people identify options for the future and set realistic goals that enable them to enhance their mental and emotional well-being. Okay, that's number one. Number two, identify negative or distorted thinking patterns that contribute to feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. Sure, yeah, right? that's important. Can you imagine how helpless these folks feel? They can't say no. Um, that may accompany codependency. For example, codependents may, may tend to overgeneralize, that is, thinking of themselves in terms of always and never. They may also take events personally. A trained therapist can help nurture a more positive outlook on life. I don't think there's any kind of treatment modality ever in the world that agrees with always and never. So always and never, always, always, never, never use that. Yeah. Three, explore other learned thoughts and behaviors that create problems and contribute to codependent behavior. For example, therapists can help codependent people understand and improve patterns of interacting with other people that contribute to their codependent behavior. If you grew up in a home where any kind of conflict resulted in World War II, um, you learned very quickly to keep your mouth shut and just go along with the program. Yep. Okay. 
Um, for help people regain a sense of control and pleasure in life. Those are huge things, right? Control over your life and some kind of pleasure. Yeah. Um, therapy helps people see choices as well as gradually incorporate enjoyable, fulfilling activities back into their lives. And the inner child, children always want to play, can be a help in doing that. Codependence is, is about damaged self-esteem, damaged functional boundaries, and focusing our lives on other people while denying our own needs and wants. How nicely put, Steve. Yes. So this is a codependent, it happens to men as well. This is a codependent guy. Let me read it one more time. Codependence is about damaged self-esteem, damaged functional boundaries, and focusing our lives on other people while denying our own needs and wants. The very person um, who would tell me how Richard was had a memory from childhood, and I hope I think she got to the inner child that was involved in that. And she was temporarily deaf when she was a small child. Wow. And she had a scene in her head um, where her mother was trying to tell her something and she couldn't hear it. And finally her mother got exasperated and said to her, you have too many needs. So, I think you've said that in a video before. Did I? Yeah. So she denied again her own needs and wants. Wow. All right. And here's another one from a lady named Karen. Codependency is trying to contain, control, manage, manipulate, influence people or situations so that they do what I need them to do. When things clearly go the opposite from the way I need them to go, I work even harder to change them, sometimes by manipulating, sometimes by demanding, sometimes by ignoring or denying, and sometimes by wishing and hoping. Okay? Yeah. So there's a desperate wish to change things. All right. Yeah. Recovery. Recovery with regard to codependence loosely described the methods used in order to press us and let go of pain from the past and the present so that they can fully live their lives today. This can include attending a 12-step meeting, seeking private or other therapy, reading self-help books, inner reflection and meditation, and seeking out others who can identify with their experiences. That translates into, if you want to recover, stop isolating. Okay? And it's very easy for the codependent to isolate themselves figuring out how to take care of their beloved, who by definition doesn't treat them out, yep. treat them well. Seeking out others who share their experience can be very beneficial because it helps them to know that they are not alone, that others can identify with them and have experienced for themselves much of the pain that they are now dealing with. So it's a nice support. It's an absolutely wonderful support. Yeah. Recovery is a process, one that probably continues for the rest of your life. It took many years to get where you are, yeah. and it will take many years to undo it. Yeah, and you could find yourself going back to those old patterns. Easily. It is possible, however, to gradually let go of the painful behaviors and enjoy their lives today to a much greater extent than they had previously thought possible. And this is all tied up with childhood trauma. And beyond first aid, which is stop covering and, and doing everything on earth for this person, um, you have to deal with your childhood trauma. And then you can begin to, to build a new sense of self where it's okay to have needs and, and okay to talk to a partner about that. 
okay? Yep. So don't isolate and so forth and so on. Um, that's, so, I think, all I have to say about it. Yeah, that. and that was a lot of information. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we'll come back to this again. But, you know, it sounds like, you know, the overall theme here is that this is really like an attachment trauma. It's an attachment trauma, without question. And so... And I think it comes under producing. And again, attachment trauma that ends up becoming anxious attachment means rarely did you get your needs met. Mm -hmm. Never was it consistent. Mm -hmm. And you're and you just get so preoccupied on this person and on, on, on them that you just don't care about your own needs. Right. You know, and you deny that you have them. Yeah, you I don't need anything. I'm only taking care of him or her. Absolutely. Yeah. And many people out there are struggling through this. Yeah. So if you like this topic, let us know in the comment section because we never know what you guys are really going to enjoy. We're trying to share a lot of different things. So if you really like this one and want us to do it again. I have another whole presentation on this topic. This was kind of the basic and the traditional way that we've thought of codependency. There's a new way that I will also present if that's okay with you. Okay. Literally. Okay. So hopefully you found this helpful and of course if you want to get our help personally just go to my website AskCraig.net sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. I'd love to talk with you. Sign up if you'd like. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. Remember to subscribe to the channel and we are now podcasted on all the major platforms. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.